I'm life and business coach, Samantha Sifring, and this is the Online Business Building Mamas podcast, where you learn how to build a wildly successful business from home while raising kids. Hello, everybody. We are here for another episode, and this one is another amazing interview with one of my lovely, brilliant clients. I am really pleased to be bringing this episode to you. I am loving this series of client interviews, and I have a few more lined up that I think are really going to inspire you. That is what I'm after here, to really bring you some stories that are different than mine, some people from some different backgrounds, different experiences in life that are different than mine, Um, having people share their breakthroughs and inspiration and pivotal moments in their business that are different than the ones that I have had in my business. I think there's so much value in hearing additional stories and being exposed to all different kinds of paths to success and what that might look like. So today's episode, I am interviewing my client, Yesenia Fayella. I am so happy to have her on. She actually has a really fascinating and amazing story. So she originally was an attorney. She built a brick and mortar law practice. And I am fascinated hearing about how she built it. Thankfully, on this episode, she shares a bit about building that brick and mortar business. And then she has actually transitioned from that business to now having a online coaching business. So she's taken all of her knowledge, all of her skills from building this other business and now she is helping other moms to do a very similar thing. So fascinating story. I love being able to share this story. I think there are probably many of you who either have a brick and mortar business, have had one in the past or you have thought about having one, maybe you're considering having one. We talk a lot about the similarities and the differences. We talk about the transition. And I think that building a brick and mortar business is a really unique experience. So this is really going to be something that's going to speak to all of you who have ever had that experience or whoever wanted that experience. So I hope that you enjoy. Welcome, Yesenia. Thank you so much for joining me. Can you say a little bit about who you help, what you do? Yes, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to chat. So a little bit about me. I am a business mentor for Mamas in Business, and I help moms who are feeling like they're struggling with their time and just getting their businesses to where they want them to be. So I offer one-on-one coaching and it's something that I am very passionate about doing and I love working with people one-on-one. 
I love it. Okay. So today's topic is really, I think one that I've never talked about before on here and something that's going to help a lot of people, especially now with the pandemic, I think a lot of people are making this transition that you made. And that is from owning and growing a brick and mortar business to starting and building an online business. So can you tell us a little bit about your story with that? Yeah. So I will give you the, uh, abridged version because it is long, but long story short, I was working, um, for a courthouse back when my son was born and I just hated it. I hated having to leave him. I hated not having control of my time and my schedule. And so I decided to do something big and quit my nine to five. And I opened a law firm with absolutely no experience. I had never even had clients. The work that I was doing was very much clerical in nature and research. And I just decided to go for it. And I opened up a law firm and this was now almost six years ago and it took off. It took off to the point where my husband was then able to quit his job. He's also an attorney and he joined me in practice. And so we were both able to grow the business together. He joined me two years later. And then I had my second son while I was growing the law firm. And I guess I just no longer felt connected to the work. I was very passionate about the opportunity and the possibility and the lifestyle that entrepreneurship gave me, but I wasn't necessarily passionate about the work I was doing. And so I found that my passion was really elsewhere. And so I entered the online space and started just talking to other moms about juggling motherhood and career and business. And that opened the door to business coaching. And that's I love where it. I am now. Yeah. I love it. I know one of the things that we've talked about a lot, and this will be relevant to business coaches out there, is when you first started as a business coach, any like struggle that you would have with business coaching business, you would then use as like a reason why you weren't like qualified to be a business coach. And I would always be like, you've built a successful business before that is your qualification. And I think a lot of business coaches have some prior experience. That's why they got into business coaching, but then they use their coaching practice against themselves in that. I would love if you would speak to that a little bit for people listening who might be struggling there. Yeah, absolutely. That was a huge hurdle that I had. And it was something that kept coming up. And as much as I tried to push it aside and quote unquote, get over it, it kept just coming back up. And I felt like the only business I knew how to build was a law firm. So I should be helping other moms and women grow law firm businesses. And it really kept me stuck because I just couldn't I couldn't understand that what I built translated to other types of businesses. And so it finally clicked when I decided to ask myself the question, well, how did I build what I built? Right. And I think that was something that you coached me through endlessly. It was something that I constantly brought up and you asked me to like really dive in and see, you know, 
what did I actually do? What did I build? What did I create? And when I asked myself that question, I realized, okay, if I get very specific to the law firm, I can totally see how this creates a law firm. But when I took a step back and I asked myself, now, how does that translate to other businesses? I realized that what I built was through the same tools and techniques that I would use to build any kind of business and that I was helping my clients realize as well. You know, for me, it looked like networking, right? It looked like using the connections that I had made in my nine to five. It looked like reaching out to potential clients. It looked like reaching out to the courthouses to get on the attorney list. And so in my online business, it looked like making connections with other moms, right? Talking to them, serving them, helping them. What I thought was just honing in on the practice areas that I was going to focus on in my law firm and not just opening a general practice was kind of like niching down, right? Really getting specific to who I wanted to help, how I wanted to help them, the transformation that I wanted to help them get to. And so when I took that step back and I said, oh, this is not as specific as I thought. It's not just related to law firms. What I did is what I'm currently doing. It's just a different word, right? Instead of practice areas, I have a niche. And that was eye-opening for me. And it really helped me then hone in on my message, realize who I wanted to help, relate to them, understand their pain points. And it was just transformational for my business. Just because I stepped into, I am a business coach. I know how to start a business. I don't just know how to build a law firm. Yeah. I love that. And as you were talking, it just made me think that this is actually a really common experience. I think for people in my mastermind where they have built a successful business and they are now pivoting into a different type of business. And in some ways they're starting from scratch, but in my eyes, it is a way of scaling. Like you've had this type of business before that has been brick and mortar or one-to-one done for you service or products or something like that. And the way that you want to scale it is with online education, coaching, consulting, something like that. And I think that that is like kind of an interesting shift from like how a lot of people would think about it to how I think about it, that it's not like okay, goodbye to this business and hello to this brand new one from scratch. It's like, this is a way that I'm scaling what I was doing before. It's just a pivot of it, not like a reset or anything. I think it's a great way to uncover what you're good at. And just like, even if it's not going from, you know, one kind of business to the other or brick and mortar to online, even if you, you know, had, we're working at a nine to five, right? Like, how did you excel in that job? right? Like what were you known for the recognitions that you got? I mean, those are your strengths and that's, what's going to carry over into this new business, new type of business. It's just getting familiar with what you're good at, right? What you bring to the table, what you can offer, because all of those skills are going to translate in one way or another to the new business that you're starting. Yeah. So what advice would you have for people who have a brick and mortar business and are kind of in that place where you were, where you just knew this is not what I want to be doing long-term, 
I think that there can be a lot of fear when you have a business that works really well to make any changes. So what would you say to those kind of people? Yeah, definitely. I think that some of the uh, differences, even though I don't really um, like to buy into the whole, like the nine to five is stable and secure and it's a steady paycheck. I know that that is something that a lot of people believe and it's hard to, to separate that idea. When you have a brick and mortar, you're responsible for bringing in the money, right? It's not like that steady paycheck is coming in. And so I think a lot of people get nervous because it's like, well, I have to keep building this brick and mortar to pay our bills. I can't just kind of coast through like you could possibly in a nine to five. Um, And so there's a lot of fear behind that. So I would say really just getting intentional and focused. One of the things that I like to do or that really helped me was not resenting the brick and mortar. Um, Like I said, it wasn't something that I was passionate about anymore, but I knew that it was something that I had to continue doing because that's what was bringing in the money and paying the bills. And I couldn't just stop, you know, working at the law firm and focus 100% on um, my online business. So what helped me not resent it is making it more bearable by changing up the things that I didn't like about it. So we run a very non-traditional law firm. Like me and my husband, we're not your average lawyers. We don't have regular, you know, set office hours. We're very much like if we have a computer and a cell phone, we can work from home. And when we have to meet with clients, you'll find us in the law firm, you'll find us at the office. And that was a lot more bearable and manageable for me. I didn't feel like I was stuck in this place where I didn't want to be. So I would just suggest making the changes that you can make. And especially so that you're not just doing what you think you should be doing, right? Like technically speaking, we should have office hours. I should be going to the law firm with, you know, business attire and, that just wasn't me. And I was okay letting go of the idea of what others thought our law firm needed to be so that I could be happy and present with the business, you know, the brick and mortar, and also working on building the online business. So that's definitely one area that I think is something that you can make those tiny shifts so that you're not resenting it and you're not upset, like, oh, this is holding me back. This is not what I want to be doing. It's actually giving you the ability to build your online business. So seeing it as that gift, but making it more bearable. Yeah, I really like that. And I think it's interesting how you talked about the rules of like what you thought it was supposed to look like, like the office hours and where you were located and how you were dressed. Mm-hmm. I think that this shows up so much with online business too, mm-hmm. that my clients are always like, oh, but I have to have like this professional looking office and I have to look a certain way before I can show up in my business. Like, I think whether it is a brick and mortar traditional type of business in a fairly conservative, um, kind of industry like law, or it's an online business where like you see tons of people with online businesses, like on the couch in sweatpants. (laughs) I think that we still like fall into that. Like there's a right way to show up and to be a business owner 
do you feel like that is something that's shown up for you with the online space as well? It definitely has. And it, you know, I wish that I could say it didn't because I've just shared that in the brick and mortar space, I'm like, Hey, this is me. You know, these are the kind of lawyers we are. Um, but it, but it has, it's just that idea of wanting to look the part or to look professional so that people take you seriously. And I've had to really, really (laughs) get uncomfortable with that idea that I, that I've, you know, built for myself, honestly, you know, I am a mom in business. I have kids who are going to be making noise in the background and who are, you know, when I do my calls, my calls are from a room that I share space with. So I have my office and then my kids' homeschooling room is behind me. And some days there's a mess behind me and I didn't have time to pick that up. And I've just had to get really comfortable with showing up as who I am. And honestly, there are people who have worked with me and have told me the reason I decided to work with you is because when we were on that call, I saw the mess behind you. And I knew that you were going to understand when we hopped on a call that my house wasn't going to look presentable, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I love that so much. I feel like that's like one of the strategies for me. Like everybody sees my office, but like I'm positioned a couple feet in front of a wall for a reason. Like if you saw a whole big room behind me, it would not look (laughs) this way because we have kids and I'm also not that neat and tidy either. My desk is always like piles of things. So I think what I am hearing and what I find so interesting is the lessons that you learned and the identity and self-concept that you created for yourself in building the law firm that made the law firm really successful are the same things to implement in your online business. You know, these, I, the idea of like, this is who I am and this is how I'm showing up. Like it resonated in the law firm, which was really successful and it's resonating with your clients in the online business. I'm curious if there's other things like that, where you have seen that parallel of what really worked well in that business and what's working really well in this one. I think something that, you know, is speaks truth for the brick and mortar as well as the online business is treating it like a real business. Um, And I think that that has kind of two meanings to it, but the first being, you know, when I started the brick and mortar, I was very much invested and I knew that this is what I wanted. I knew it's what we needed. I knew that there was no going back and I needed to make it work. And that looked like keeping on the babysitter that we had who would watch my son when I was working the nine to five and not feeling guilty about that, not feeling guilty that I was taking time to build the law firm. And at the time I was doing activities and actions and tasks that weren't necessarily generating income at that moment. And here I was paying for daycare, but I knew that if I wanted to see the success that I wanted and to achieve, you know, to build this business, I needed to invest the same way that I invested in my nine to five, right? Like the same way that I would invest in anything that I wanted to see succeed. And and I know that 
at least for a lot of my clients or the moms that I talk to, there's almost like this guilt of, well, if I'm not making money yet, I can't justify the time spent or the money spent or the energy spent on building this business. And then it's like, well, you know, what you focus on expands. So we need to be focusing on building the business and we need to take our online business just as seriously as we would take, you know, our brick and mortar. It's, it's a serious business. If you're going to get the results that you want, if you want to achieve that kind of success, if you want to be happy and passionate about what you're doing, then you really need to ask for the help that you need so that you can focus on it. And then I guess twofold to that is just investing that same belief that same energy, that same time, that same money into creating the online business. Because again, it is a real business and you can't necessarily judge the success or failure of it until you really put all into it, right? Like you can't just treat it as something that you're doing. Well, we'll see if it works because then it's just going to be something that might work and it might not. And then a lot of times people will judge like, well, maybe I just wasn't cut out for it. And it's not that it's just that you didn't, put in as much effort, belief, love, energy, right? Attention into creating it because you felt guilt or you felt shame or you felt whatever it was you were feeling. And, you know, that's why it didn't turn into what you had hoped it would turn into. So I guess just treating it like a real business and knowing that it's just as important and it's just as much hard work to build as a brick and mortar or any other kind of goal that you're reaching for in your life. Yes. That is so good. I was thinking about this recently, this like same exact thing, because I was talking to a friend recently and she was trying to decide like after having a baby, if she wanted to go work for somebody else or like restart her business. And she was like, Hey, can we talk about this decision? I don't really know what I want to do. And something that she said that blew my mind was that if she went and started working for somebody else, what she would change about what she was currently doing is that she would go like get a babysitter and get a bunch of childcare so that she could like have 20 hours a week or whatever to be working. And then she was telling me the problem with the business is that she doesn't have any time to work on it. And I was like, what in the world is going on right now? Yes. Like, why would you take this job with somebody else so seriously that you would invest in childcare right away to make that time, like carve out 20 hours a week, which I think we both know you can build your business in 20 hours a week. And with the business, it was like, no, I want it to like prove itself in giving it no time. It's like, I want to give it no resources or attention and to magically have the time and results that I want to have. Like it, it just, to me, I was like, I thought there's so many people who think that way about their business. And I think I would have thought that way too, at the very beginning, like this business has to like earn deserving of resources and time and attention and investment of money and that kind of thing. And I think it just comes from such a, a limited view of what's possible with your business. I, I love that story. That's exactly what I'm talking about. Like we just, and I think it comes from 
those feelings, those feelings of, you know, shame or guilt. I can't pay for daycare or I can't pay for childcare because I'm not yet reaping, you know, the benefits of this business. And it's like, but you're never going to reap the benefits of this business unless you can devote that time and that belief and that energy. And yeah, it does take spending money to make money, but I think it's all what you're comfortable with, right? Like you can do it in a way that serves you, that doesn't make you feel stretched. You know, there's so many options out there. There's so many possibilities reaching out to family, right? Like I relied on my in-laws too. I rely on them now because they're retired. Back when I started the brick and mortar, I relied on my dad because he was a fireman. He worked, you know, three days on, three days off. And and I asked for help. And because we're moms, we we lack that ability so much, right? We don't want to ask for help. We feel like our children need to know that we can do it all. Like Mm -hmm. we don't need that help. And I think that it just keeps us stuck so often. Yeah. That asking for help, that is something that I have struggled with so much as a mom. And I remember just thinking like, well, I decided to have these kids, so I need to just figure it out. And I can't like put them on someone else. Meanwhile, like the grandparents were like, anytime (laughs) we love having them, you know, like (laughs) it's all these stories that we make up and, um, really put ourselves in this place where we don't have options or we don't see the options that we actually do have. Yeah. And if we think about it, our kids are loving that time with other people, right? They're building those relationships and nurturing them, having a grand old time with grandparents who give them all the candy and then send them home. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like they're, they're loving that time with them, but we see it as, a negative. Well, they're not with mom, but you know, I, I just think that it's something that they need, right. I wouldn't want to keep them from building those relationships with their grandparents or even nurturing relationships in a daycare, right. Having that social interaction. I think whatever you feel comfortable with and not putting that pressure on yourself to feel like, well, being a good mom means I stay home with my kids because I have the ability to. So if I can stay with them, they should be home. You're going to be a better mom if you are happy, right? If you're doing things that make you happy, if you're feeling empowered and encouraged and like you're making a change and maybe that is with your kids, that's fine too. But I also think that a lot of people feel guilty about wanting more. Mm-hmm. I think so too. I see that a lot, even with my clients who are making a lot of money with their business, this guilt can come up around like, am I being there enough for the kids? Like we kind of associate being a good mom with the quantity of time more than the quality of time. And I think back to when I was home with young kids without a business or anything, like it was unlimited quantity of time. And the quality was not that high because I was slowly losing my mind. (laughs) Absolutely. I've been home with my kids now for uh, almost three months, 24 seven. So I can relate and I totally know what you're talking about there. (laughs) Yeah. It's really hard. Um, Something you said when we were talking about investing in the business, I think is so important. I give this example a lot 
that with online businesses, we sometimes have this idea that we shouldn't invest at all in the business at the beginning and that we should only invest in it once it's making money or we should invest as little as possible into it to get it started. And I think there's kind of this like entitled attitude about not investing in a business an online business to get it started. Or like, it's a negative thing to invest. I know I had that when I first started, it was like, I'm doing everything myself. I'm investing like $200 max. And I'm going to make this thing, like prove it's worth to me before I'll invest any other money into it. And I watched my sister-in-law create a brick and mortar business. She created a cafe like from scratch, completely from her brain into the world. And as anybody who has created any kind of physical business knows, there's a lot of investment in creating a brick and mortar. Like you would never say like, I want to like sell muffins before I'll go buy the ingredients to make the muffins. Like it's just ridiculous. (laughs) And I think you probably have a lot to share, like having built a really successful brick and mortar on investment and investment mentality. That's probably a lot healthier than a lot of what we see online. What are your thoughts on that? I think that coming from the brick and mortar space first, it was definitely easier for me to want to invest for sure, because I saw what it took to build the law firm. And that's not to say I I started out in a home office, right? So I made the investments that I knew were necessary. So I got, you know, the printer, scanner, copier. I got my malpractice insurance. I got a um, phone line. I did get a website. You know, I did get all of the things that I needed. And, but I wasn't afraid to expand as time grew as the practice grew, I knew what was necessary and I wasn't afraid to take those quote unquote risks. So when it came time for me to make investments in the online business, my story is a little bit different because I started by blogging, right? I started by just kind of sharing about my journey, motherhood, career balance, things like that. So by the time I decided, you know what, I want to pivot into the business coaching world, I had already been doing Mama of Both Worlds, just the name of the business, for about a year and a half, but I wasn't doing it at that point to make money. And so once I decided that this was something serious and something that I really wanted to take off and invest in, I got a coach, which was you, I think it was within three months time. So it was pretty quick for me, just based on like what I hear other people saying, you know, I, in the Facebook groups, I'm in and things like that. You hear people saying, I wish I had done it sooner. And I'm so happy that I did it as soon as I did, because I couldn't have gotten to the place where I'm at now without having taken that step. I needed that support, even though I had built a business beforehand. I mean, we've just talked about on this podcast, the biggest hurdle of all that I had, right? Like. I built a business and wasn't even, it wasn't enough. I was like, no, that doesn't qualify me to teach others. Right. And I needed help with that more than I needed help with any kind of strategy or anything like that. So 
it's important to me. And I, I think it's important to share that message. You know, if you really want things to take off, it's not that, it's not that you need to invest all your money. It's not that you need to invest in the highest paid coach or in the, but you need to take those risks, right? You need to, for your own belief, for your own motivation and encouragement, it's something that becomes real to you. It's something that you're like, this is going to be something I'm going to invest myself into it. It's something that I really want to see become something. I want it to make an impact. It's more than just about me. It's about who I can help if I just take these steps and taking those tiny steps forward. I remember um, you shared this before and it really stuck with me. Like the transformation with coaching happens the moment you say yes to yourself. Right. And that was something that I felt from day one. I, I was elated. I was like, so excited. Like, I can't believe I just did that. It's scary. But at the same time, it was like, I just bet on myself, right? Like I just took this risk. I've never done anything like this before. And it was exciting. And it made me show up in business differently than I probably would have. I probably would have treated it like, okay, let's see if this works. Right. I wouldn't have been so committed to the big dreams that I had for it. It would have just been something that I did on the side. And, you know, if it worked, it worked great, but that's harder to build. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it really is. I think for everybody, there comes a point where they have to decide, like, is this a non-negotiable that yeah. this works or not? Yeah. Exactly. That's a great way of closing up what I just said in long length. <laughs> Is there anything else that you haven't shared yet that you wanted to? The main point to get across is don't discredit or undervalue what you've already built, right? What you've already built is amazing. And it means that you can replicate it, whether it's in the same area or a different business all together, you know how to do it and you can do it again. And so if that means just taking a step back and really analyzing what am I good at? What have I already done? What have I created? I think it's just really helpful. It's really helpful to give yourself the credit that you deserve and give yourself that, that encouragement and, and that belief that's needed to really go where you want to go. So don't discredit it. Don't get sucked into the idea that because you have to continue building the brick and mortar, you can't transition to the online space because you can do both. You can succeed. Eventually you'll get to a point where like me, I let go of the brick and mortar. Now my husband is basically running that solely and it feels really good because now I'm doing something that really speaks to my soul. It really, I'm very passionate about it. I love what I do. And it was the brick and mortar that gave me that, that passion, right? That lit that passion. But the online space is definitely where it's at for me. Love it. So good. So where can people find you online if they want to know more and want to work with you? Yeah. So the business is called mama of both worlds. And so you can find me on Instagram at mama of both worlds or um, my website, mama of both worlds.com. 
I love it. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you so much, Samantha. If you like this podcast, I want to invite you to coach with me over in my program, Mama to CEO. There's you and there's the consistent income you want to make in your business. And I help you remove everything standing in between. It's lifetime access for mastering your marketing, sales, time, and everything else you need to have the business and life you really want. Whether it's making your first thousand or a hundred thousand, I can help you do it. To join, go to mamatoceo.com. M-A-M-A-T-O-C-E-O.com.